I brought you on today to talk about this question um, from the book of questions, and it says as following. So if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? And why haven't you told them yet? So, it's deep. Like said, man, when, when you told me that, it, it, it stuck, it done. You feel me? Like, I was like, who would I? But I want to throw this in before I even break it down. I've, I've literally been in that situation. That That's, has literally happened. You know what I'm saying? So when that happened to me the first time, I did go through that. Like, when I came, came back, I was like, man. When they explained to me what happened, I'm like, it's people who I wish I would have told them, you know what I'm saying, this, this, and that. So, like, after that situation, I had kind of gotten to, the, to like, the mode of just, I tell people what's on my heart, regardless of if you're going to take it good or bad, you know what I'm saying? I don't really like to hold anything in because I don't know. I might not wake up tomorrow morning, you know what I'm saying? I was a healthy 15-year-old kid. I didn't have no, no health problems. I ain't have nothing going on. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm doing everything, I guess you could say, right to live a healthy lifestyle. And my heart collapsed on me. So it was like, I don't know when death going to come. So, like, I don't like that feeling of, like, me feeling some type of way on the inside. Like, once I feel, like, confused or conflicted about a situation, I just got to let you know. And, like, I feel personally... With me doing that, if you can't handle it, then you're not really meant to be around me. Cause that's who I am. Preach. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't change who I am because you're not strong enough to take who I am. Because I'm, I'm who I am because of the situations I've been put through in life. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't really, I don't really look at nobody or judge them for how they act or different things they do because not everybody has been through situations in their life that will mold them the way. My situations molded me, so it's like I, I never really, as of now, if that situation would have never happened, I never would have died. I guarantee you, I, I probably would have something I would, I would regret not telling nobody. But right now, I, I make sure I, family, friends, man, if you're making me happy, I'm gonna let you know, bro. I love you. I appreciate everything you're doing for me, like for real. Like you don't really know like about what's going on in my life because shit, I'm not the one to talk about it. But I want you to know that you helped me out. Just by saying whatever you said. Like I told you the other night when you was like, shit, get some good rest. I was like, man, that's crazy. That helped me out, though. You know what I'm saying? Just simple words like that. Like, because the, the night before that, I was restless, bro. I couldn't get no sleep. They had all type of other shit going on. But you, just just your words and, you know what I'm saying, how much you mean to me, telling me, like, man, get you some get you some rest. It just did something to my body. It was like, get you some rest. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was like. That, and I told you that night, like I'm not, I'm not gonna hold that in. That appreciated feeling, I can't hold that in. I gotta let you know right then, like, hey, bro, I really appreciate that. Like, I don't know what it did. It did something to me though. So I gotta let you know how I'm feeling. Like, if, if you would have said something to me that night, and no matter how much I love you and how much I feel about you, if you tell me something, bro, that I can't agree with, I can't be that person that just go along with it no more and hold my tongue and be like, you know, it is cool. I'm, or, you know, what I'm saying, like, younger me, I would have. You say something I'm like, I'm not just, I'm not trying to be, I thought if I said something, I'm, I'm being confrontational. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn, it's a way to communicate without being confrontational. You know what I'm saying? But that also goes off of you and the other person's ability to comprehend. Not only conversate, but comprehend. Because me and you can sit here and talk all day. 
But if you can't understand what I'm, what point I'm getting at, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna be in the same position you were when we started first started talking. Same thing with me. If I can't comprehend what you're really telling me or really get a gist of what you're talking about, then I'm gonna be looking at you the same way. It don't matter how long we keep talking about this. If I'm not comprehending it, I'm not comprehending it. You know. So it was like I had to learn that. Like, man, you gotta be open with people, bro. Like, you can't you can't get mad at people because they can't they can't understand right now. Because I might tell you something, and a few weeks later, you go through an experience or a situation like, damn, this is what Calvin was talking about. Like, I, now I see where he, what he meant by that. So, but you can't do that unless I tell you. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I definitely agree with you. Like, that's some great sound advice. Because, you know, I've always been very stoic in my approach of people. I have this, yeah. I, I'm very, like, weary. And I'm like, I got to definitely vet you in first before I start talking to you. And I recently just, uh, I just lost contact with someone in my life that meant a lot to me because of me not comprehending or communicating. So that definitely yeah. hits home with me like hard. But, uh, dude, I wanted to ask you this question because I knew about, of course, I, I knew about that event in your life. And I remember it like being that day and getting the call and I was just so afraid because like the whole thing was just, oh, he's Calvin just uh, had a heart attack or whatever, or he had a heart something, but said you were dead for what, over 90 seconds, something like that. My, uh, my heart stopped beating for, uh, 10 minutes. So I was, I was technically dead for 10 minutes. Jesus. But they, they, they were doing, um, CPR and, uh, they had you on the AED. So you didn't go brain dead, which is extremely important. But, uh, dude, it was, it was crazy that day. Cause I just remember everything just stopped. And, like, nothing was the same. Like, it, it's crazy when, like, because I just saw you. <laughs> you're yeah. like, we, I think we just played Halo the night before and stayed up till, like, 3 in the morning. You're like, hey, bro, I got to go to sleep. I got this basketball game. I was like, yeah. bet, whatever. And then, like, six hours later, or, like, probably eight hours later, it was like, everything just stopped. And I was like, this is not real. But, um, yeah, but after that event, I remember just, like, like actually, like, like, looking at you. And you could tell that you changed. You can tell that there was so much, there was some, like, there's a certain calmness and acceptance and just an, an open, uh, openness to you, just to your, um, yourself and to your personality. It was very, it was very riveting for me because I was like, wow, he's a different person. I'm like, and I was thinking, like, what did he see? This is interesting. This is crazy. Man, bro, I, like, people, I tell people this all the time, man, you know what I'm saying? I, I get mixed reviews on it sometimes. People take it, but, like, real life. Like after that situation, bro. I mean, beforehand, I was only scared of probably two things, bro. But, but real life, cause man, growing up, we went through death like it was, nay. You know what I'm saying? Bro, Our people, still, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we we really got that control over that emotional of death and the understanding that that shit comes with life real early. So like the only thing I was really scared of before that situation was me dying before I could take care of my mom's or my mom's dying. Before she could see me do what I'm, I'm, I'm put here to do, type shit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it was like, and when that situation had happened, man, bro, I'm gonna take you through what I, what I remember in, in that house situation. You feel me? Okay. I'm, I just got subbed into the basketball game. Boom, boom. I'm going back and forth. I'm making plays. You know, I'm, I just scored a couple buckets, made a couple steals, got some assists, whatever. So this last bucket, 
hit a dude with a hesitation. I made a layup. I'm backpedaling. Boom, I fall. All right. Only thing I remember from hitting a, hitting a layup and backpedaling, I don't even remember falling. It's just what I was told, you know, and I, and I seen it on the video. But I'm backpedaling. I wake up in a white room. So so imagine, imagine a box, a cube, but it's endless, right? But it looks as if I can touch the wall as it's right here. The wall is like it's right here, but if I reach out, it's endless. I, I can't touch it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So again, my my uh my heart was not beating for only ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? I was unconscious for uh, forty five, I believe, thirty to forty five in between that range. So in that ten minutes, bro, it felt like a lifetime. I didn't really have a concept of time. It just felt like I was in this spot forever, you know? And I don't even remember if I had a body. I was kind of, it felt like I was floating. So, but I, as I'm turning around, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on a, I would say it's feel like I'm on a, a string. I'm like an ornament that's just twisting, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing. I can't see nothing. So I eventually stop and I see a dark shadow approaching me, but it's from a distance. So now I'm still, and all I can see is a dark shadow figure coming towards me. At first, it don't have no shape, nothing. It's just a dark shadow. By the time it gets probably like almost face-to-face, -face, a body figure starts making out, and I can see their face. All right, so you know my life. You know I have never seen my biological father ever, other mm -hmm. than... He died when I was three months years old. You know what I'm saying? So other than baby memories that you know you don't remember and photos, never seen them. So what was so crazy, he uh it was it was my dad though. You feel me? I never heard his voice, nothing like that, but he, he was speaking to me and we was talking, but as the as the conversation's going, he's not telling me nothing good though. That and, and that was the scary part about the whole thing. Because my whole, like, when I really say I found out about that, a lot of shit I did was for my pops. You know what I'm saying? Because I got his name. I, I just, like, you know, I got a father who, who raised me, took care of me, and I am grateful for what he did in my life. But at the end of the day, I got my biological father's name. So I want to make that just as great as he made it when he was on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Because anybody... Any and everybody, when they talk about him, they rave about him. You know what I'm saying? He was something special to people. So that was something that I wanted to do. So for him to sit there and really be telling me, like, on really the gist of it is I don't like the way you live. I don't like how you treating your mom. You know what I'm saying? And, and this, this, and that. But then he told me, like, it ain't your time. And then I'm, I'm, I'm coming through in a hospital. You know what I'm saying? Like, doctors all around me. I'm getting pushed. I see my mama. I'm like, well, I just was at a basketball game, you know what I'm saying? What was really going on? So I get back in, I get in the room, I finally come through, and my uh, basketball coach, you know, he like, you know, uh, you know where you at? I look around, I'm like, you look like I'm in a hospital. He's like, okay, you know what the day is? I was like, coach, I ain't gonna lie to you. Even whatever that just happened, I probably couldn't tell you what the day is. I, I, we just got, I was in a basketball game, you know what I'm saying? He's like, <laughs> they start, everybody started laughing and stuff, and like. Legit. First question I asked, bro, did we win? 
Like, I don't really care about nothing else that's going on right now. I'm just like, did we win? You feel me? Yeah, like, did we win? They was like, nah, we can't the game. We can move. But uh, just that, but the shit that happened in that time of me being gone, man, it had me thinking for months on months, bro. Legit. Months on months. Like, man, what was he talking about? Like, what are you talking about? He don't like how I'm doing. Like, bro, I did everything for my mama. You know what I'm saying? At, at that point, that's what I thought. You know what I'm saying? But, like, all that material shit and all that extra shit that I thought was me doing something was all being neglected by me lying, by me doing, you know what I'm saying, disobeying, uh, different shit, bro. It was just like, man, he legit had a church up the street, you know what I'm saying, whatever. You know how we grew up. My mom would be like, hey, I want you to come to church today. I'm like, all right, ma, I got you. I'm going to walk up there. You know what I'm saying? They go up there. They come back. You know what I'm saying? I'm still in the house. She's like, Calvin, I thought you was coming to church. Oh, my mom forgot. Oh, you know what I'm saying? This, mm-hmm. I, the whole time, I done already told myself, real life, I'm not going. You feel me? But I'm, I'm telling, I'm steady lying to her, like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. But if if I come ask her, hey, mom, I can go down the street, go play basketball. she be like, no, you ain't go to church. What you mean? I, I'm, I'm more upset, you know what I'm saying, about not being able to go play basketball, <laughs> about lying to my mama. You feel me? Yeah. Or different things like that. Or she asking me to do stuff for Georgia, and I'm like, man, why I got to do all this? You know what I'm saying? Because this is also at the same time Lauren just graduated, too. You know what I'm saying? So she just now, she gone, she moved. So a lot of responsibility and shit that she had to fell on me now. I don't, yeah. I don't just responsibility of the man of the house no more. I got the man in the house and the oldest sibling. So I'm damn near like the second parent in the house was kind of the roles we had picked up when we moved in Nagish type shit. So like as time just progressing and time passing by, I realized that like, man, he was talking about how I be lying. Like, just, like I be lying for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't want to go, I can say that. Or if, I, if I'm not going to go, I can say that. And like, it had got to that point because, like, man, I was going up the and then it was just some bro. I don't know. To me, it just was something about the church that ain't feel right. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the word, but you ain't. I'm not. I'm not feeling no substance in me after I'm receiving this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, I I, I told my mama, I'm like, mama, I ain't gonna lie to you. I can't go to that church because I don't feel no. I don't feel no substance in that church. And then it was, it was wild because I told her that. And then Matt Wayne, I ended up going to church with him. Man, his church would probably have probably like. Nine to ten people in there, feel. I mean, uh, Luther. Nine to ten people, bro. You feel me, man? But the, but you feel it, man. The preacher blind, bro. But I, I feel like, man, he be looking at me, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. talking. I feel like looking at me, talking to me. Every time I went there, man, he was telling the story that it was too much of too much relatability to it. So I'm like, man, what is going on? So it's like during that time, it kind of it kind of gave me that feeling like, all right, bro. I'm bigger than what I think I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm more than what, because all I see myself was as, a, as an athlete, bro. Growing up, that that was my talent. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what I was good at. That's what I was prolific at. I only looked at myself as an athlete. I would definitely say before that situation, I probably was an asshole. I wasn't. I was cool. I've always been a cool, friendly person. But at that point in time in my life, I'd say I was a, I was a friendly person to get what I needed to get out of people. You know what I'm saying? I knew at the end of the day. My mama told me, you treat people how you want to be treated. You know what I'm saying? If you want if you want people to do things for you, you have to be nice. You have to be willing to do things for others. So growing up, that was more of the, the go-to. But now, is I'm, I'm genuinely nice. I'm genuinely mean or 
anything, any emotion you'll get out of me is going to be genuine. It's not going to be because, oh, I'm doing this because you're doing it or I'm doing it for me. You know what I'm saying? This is how I feel. This is who I am type shit. So it was like that situation with him telling me, like, I'm, I'm living wrong, basically. Like, he ain't liking the route I'm going. It changed my life. And it made me feel like, man, I can't be scared of death. That's coming. I need to prepare for death. You know what I'm saying? Because people be so scared that they want to live their life like, man, I could die tomorrow. That's true. Yes. But if, if you do die tomorrow, are you straight? Like, can can your funeral expenses be paid for? Can you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have kids, do you have anything in position for your kids to where now your your significant other or your spouse? Or your parents don't have to be struggling with now a, a new burden that's put on them. You know what I'm saying? Just different things like that. It's just that's that's what that situation taught me about life. I wasn't ready at 15 at all. Was not ready or prepared for death. You know, it, it came in the blink of an eye with me doing something I love to do, play basketball. You know, so that that showed me, man, you could die doing anything, anything in life. Make sure your life is in order. A lot of shit don't even matter. Like, during that time, man, people, I couldn't talk to people. Like, everybody was all on my on my Facebook and stuff, hitting me up like, man, man, pull through. But these people, I ain't never talked to in my life. You know what I'm saying? My family, like family members on my, on my daddy's side, you know, just doing extra shit. But it's like, y'all really, y'all really don't care. Y'all really just see other things going on and y'all don't want to be on the y'all it was like a, a public thing you know like when somebody famous die somebody might not even like none of their stuff they work but the simple fact that they see their whole instagram feed saying r.i.p they gotta post a picture now to oh be yeah a part of followers it. you know it's just yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. I, I should say this too since you know a hundred mm-hmm. other people have said it yeah, yeah. so that, that situation showed me and exposed a lot of light on them situations too because I seen a lot of my friends or people who I thought was my friends, you know what I'm saying, turn a blind eye to that shit. But I seen a lot of people who I, I didn't know really rock with me, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, when it, when it happened, it they, they life got still. Like these people came to me and had heart to heart conversations with me. And most people who did that, they still around me today. You know what I'm saying? They had heart to heart conversations with me. Like, bro, I ain't even gonna lie. I know he wasn't hanging out every day. But man, we had classes together, we played sports together, and I always thought you was a cool dude, bro. You know what I'm saying? You be doing your own thing. The own be trying to like you know what I'm saying, intrigue or intrude on what you got going. But like, man, bro, if, if we can hang out, I would really appreciate that, man, because I feel like you somebody I need in my life. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's just that's weird as hell to, to hear, bro. Especially if you fifteen, you know what I'm saying? We damn that day, like, nigga, you gay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel, I'm like, man. So it's like I go hanging with these people, man. And it's like, like I said, man, I'm still with these people to this day, man. Like, like Peasy tell me all the time. He was like, bro, you know, I've been rapping for so long, but like that situation that happened with you and your heart, that that put me at a whole new level. That that put me in a whole different spectrum because I never thought in my in my time of even knowing you that I would have a a chance to losing you. That early, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like this, that situation that happened to me, bro, I had to look at it, because I used to look at it as a negative thing. 
right? Because that took basketball away from me. That that took my my so called ticket away from me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then what blew my mind is when that happened my freshman year. Then you know, boom, my mama tell me she got she had to move to Florine. So I come to Florine my tenth grade year. I'm like. Oh, bro, I know they're not about to let me play basketball down here. I know they got some shit going on. Bro, first day of school, Eddie Jones done put me in. He done made my schedule and put me on the basketball team. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Like, because in Nagatis, they wasn't going to let me play. It was over. The coach had already told me. He yeah. ain't let me play because they couldn't tell me why it happened type shit. So he like, yeah, you could be a ball boy. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> so I'm like, coach, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I can't sit on no bench. I can't do it. If I can't play, I don't want to be around it. That's just the type of person I am. Like, I, I can't do it. So he was like, I understand. It was, man, I go home. My mama tell me she, she got to move to Fort Ring. And I get down there and I get to playing and stuff. And I'm like, man, I can still do it. You know, like, I can, I still got it. Like, it, whatever happened to me was some fluke shit, or it was just some shit that I needed in my life at that time, but I could still do it, I could still do it. So it's like, I'm, I'm pushing through, but like, even that year, bro, like, they, that 10th grade year, man, it was so much crazy-ass shit going on that year, from my, from my mama, to school, to, man, it's everything, you feel me? You had your so operation like, that year, too, right? You had, uh, you got your, what, was it a pacemaker, or what is it? I forgot what they implanted in you. The fibrillator. Yeah. Yep, I had I had just got that, you know what I'm saying. So when I had uh, I had I was still fresh on the uh, little call machine that I had to had to do the little readings at night, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So yeah, that was crazy. And like, I I I never forget, I never forget, bro. Like, man, ain't ain't Cusack let me, you know what I'm saying? Y'all let me stay with y'all during that time, like, cause you know, mama ain't have. She ain't had no no real her, her no place to go and shit like that. But I think about that all the time, man. Like real, it was like, no, that that shit be a character in you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like if man, bro, you real life, real life, man, you made that time my, that that my tenth grade year. You made that time like the best time of my life because. I was real life. I don't even. Oh, I ain't never spoke about this though. But like, I was real life depressed in the motherfucker. Like, like when I first came back. Like when I first came back home to Florida, I was depressed in the motherfucker. Like, bro, I ain't want to be there. I ain't want to be at school. I ain't want to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't have no drive to do nothing at all. But it was like I'm seeing you go to work every day though. You know what I'm saying? Going to work, but you coming back doing what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you working at, you was working at Sonic. Yeah. Nigga, I never seen you skate in my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> not with no rollerblades type shit. Nah, nah. I see you try to do some shit on skateboard, but not, yeah. no, not, you know, but you doing that shit, you feel me? But you, you just, man, one thing I, I, I got from you, bro, is confidence. That's everything. That is, that is everything. That's one thing that yeah. I, I believe I was born with. I just have this immense, um, um, endless pool of confidence because yeah. I, c- I cannot know anything about it. I'll, I'll be confident and I'll make <laughs> you think I know everything. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, bro, it was like, man, it was just like that, that bro, I'm talking about, man, so you, you was wearing the skinny jeans before that was a fad, mm-hmm. you know, 
man, like all that shit, it just was different shit you did. And I was like, man, this, especially when I moved to Nash and moving back home. And I'm like, man, my cousin, I like regular black folks. Like, <laughs> like he really different. But, but then it was like, it hit me again too. Cause I, one thing I noticed about you though, is you received an abundance of love, regardless of who you was around. You know what I'm saying? And it's like people love that you was you. Yeah. They they didn't they didn't they didn't see you trying to be someone else, or you was literally you, twenty four seven, a hundred percent of the time. I think you're talking me up too much. Actually. Nah. nah. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I've just always felt like that. Um, the light will always shine. You know, that makeup will come off. That mask that you're wearing will come off. And why lie to someone that you can eventually have some some importance in your life or or become important to them and then reveal your true self when um, your guard's not up? So when I was growing up, dude, I really just wanted to be me the entire time. And I was ridiculed about it. You know, we we grew up, you know, Florian's a very racist town. You you know how it goes. And I just... And they still racist, but you know they gonna they gonna give you that fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. Doing something for the for the village. Exactly right. And uh, I just knew, like, I just wanted to be judged on my true self and not what I was uh, pretending to be. But yeah. talk about when you said I helped you a lot with um with your depressive episode, dude. I remember the reason why I knew to help you and and to uh to assist you in that moment because I, I knew it was it was just life like kind of life shattering you've been through a lot but yeah. we shared a similar trauma where like when our grandmother passed away you know yeah that that shook the entire family and dude you were i remember i was crushed and you were so strong and that helped me out so much you remember like i fucking i was sleeping yeah. for like not 19 hours a day wouldn't come out of the room and shit and you're like bro we gotta get up we got to do this to go play some basketball. And like, you really helped me out there out of that, that void I was in. Cause it was, it was really bad. And then I remember when you came back that year, like how I felt, I could feel it on you. Like, you know, it's a certain stench or I can smell it. Like it's like that depressive episode. If you've been there, if you truly been there, a lot of people say like, I'm depressed. Yeah. They use that word very loosely. It's no, no, no. You're sad. You're upset. You're yeah. you're, you're throwing a tantrum. Depression right. is something that weighs on you so heavy, and when you, you won't say it, you just will feel yeah. it. That's why I try to explain, bro. That's just like you know, like suicidal people. That ain't something that they talk about. It's mm-hmm. something they do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why a so lot it, of people are like, um, I didn't even I didn't know he was capable of doing this or she was capable of doing this. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, trust me, it's it's something that you can't I don't know if you can see it if you've never experienced or you don't have empathy for it. Excuse me, but um if you've been if you've had those thoughts and you've had those that actual set of depression, man, it, it is something as clear as day. Twenty twenty vision. And when I saw that on you, I was like I got to help. I got to help my cousin. I got to be there for him and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, we had a blast. It was a really fun year. It was, yeah. it was a really fun year. It was like, man, I, I, I swear, like, when, when I got – because, bro, I'll never forget that. My, my heart just collapsed. And all these doctors, specialists trying to tell me, like, yeah, you'll never play sports again, yada, yada, yada. 
I'm like, yeah. I don't want to hear that shit, though. So I get back home. I got this whole, it's about Christmas break and stuff like that. So we, you know, I'm getting time to recover or whatever. And then it's like, I finish out the school semester. But like my, I'm going back and forth to the doctor and I'm healing so fast. And, and just, I'm progressing so quick. It's like freaking the doctors out. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like, one, we never seen a scar heal this quick. And then, like, my, my muscles, like, my tissue and my muscles, when they x-ray, it was already attaching and getting back together. That was, like, two months post-surgery, uh, you know. So it was like, okay, well, we can um, we can do some of these limitations that we put on you. We can take some of them off. So, like, by the time of the summer, I was actually able to play, like, AAU basketball, like, travel league uh, with the uh, agreements of my parents. Like, they had to really sign off on the shit and be like, yeah, you can play, but I can play. So I ended up playing, bro. I'm talking about I'm doing everything. I'm like, yeah, I, I, like I said, I still got it, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Get to the point of, uh, it's like, it's the last tournament of the summer. And uh, I say it's probably about three weeks before school start back. And I, I, we just, we was in Texas. Man, I'm talking about brought a fucked up my ankle. <laughs> I done did everything. I'm coming home. I walked through the door. Me and my homeboy, we crashed out like on the floor in the living room type shit. We got back so late. My mama come wake me up that morning. She was like, uh, you need to start packing your stuff. I'm like, where are we going? We moving back to Florine. Huh? What you what you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, Ma, just start back playing ball, bro. They ain't gonna let me play ball down there. Like I was like, and like it just did something to me. It was like, it seemed like Cause at that moment in my life, bro, it felt like every time I got something going or some shit was like good for me, it like some came and took that shit. Like that's the same thing that happened to me when we first moved from Florida. Like, man, I loved my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I had a compare. Like me and you, bro, we, we did everything together. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like after school or whatever, we did everything together. I had somebody to play with. I had somebody to grow up with. Whatever. Then I go to school. Fourth grade, yeah, I'm playing fifth and sixth grade basketball. You know what I'm saying? I realized like, that was a that was one of my dreams growing up to be a Florine Black Cat. You know what I'm saying? To put that jersey on and play in that gym, right? You, I know that, bro. I used to go watch my cousins do that shit. So it was like, man, that was something that just it was just installed in me. Like I I wanted to do that shit so bad, bro. So like when I got to do that my tenth grade year, I really got to live out one of my dreams. And I, I realized how, like, like just that small thing, it's crazy how life worked. Because legit, like I said, that was something I dreamed about. Even when I went to Nagas, I always thought about, man, if only I could play at Florida and my cousins and my family, came, like, y'all couldn't come see me in Nagas do shit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, all, like, all our families was too busy by that point. That's a 45-minute drive to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. whatever back and get ready for work the next day or get everybody ready for school, it just wasn't possible, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, man, if I could just do this, if I could if I could get down there, then that situation happened and I start playing and then like I'm seeing about like like so I remember uh, Uncle Randa used to come to me in school, man. He just he was happy to tell me about stuff, you know what I'm saying? People coming to tell him like, Oh your, your nephew I I heard about your nephew was doing this and that I'm like, Yeah, this is what I wanted so like just little stuff like that, and then just, man, playing Guitar Hero with you, going to Tim, and <laughs> doing all that other stuff, bro. 
I swear it, it made it feel like the best, man. Like I like it was just, it was just the best time. It's those learned, little like, things, man. It's those little yeah. things. Having yeah. our rock band nights and everything. You remember when yeah. we played? Um, we had like the microphone and everything, and I was singing um, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you something. Look, man, I still got I still got the guitar hero to this day, bro. Yeah, it's I so did. fun. I need to get it. I have a friend right. out here, uh, Dan. Uh, he has rock band nights at his place sometimes, and they're always a blast. It's, it's great. Oh yeah. I never forget. I used to play Mortal Kombat, boy, with the uh, draw pad. You got you got the arcade pad. Yeah, the fight know? sticks and everything. Yeah. This dude going too hard. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an obsession man but hey calvin dude i think we're about to hit our time limit on this damn thing it's been fun talking to you dude revisiting the memories of humble beginnings into where we're at now i definitely wanted to uh bring you on for this question because i knew it was going to um bring up some great memories and you know a lot of people haven't um been I'm going to say blessed or been fortunate to meet someone that had a, a near death experience and then yeah. turn it into a positive thing. I commend you on that because that event could have broke you, dude. And I just saw you grow to exponential levels when it happened to you. So I want to thank you for coming on. Always there's a, um, there's a, a profile here on coffee time podcast for you. Next time I have you on, bro, we got to get you some rap, uh, got to preview some music or something. All right. I want to hear it on there. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Anytime, bro. Anytime. You got any, uh, any, any last statements? Uh, any last statements, man? Nah, bro. I love you, bro. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> love you too, buddy. All right, bro. All right. Bye-bye.